This episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast, has been brought to you by HorrorPack.com. Do you like movies? Do you like mystery boxes? Now for the biggest question. Do you like horror movies? Yes. Yes, I believe you do. HorrorPack.com has your fix for both. Sign up. And every month, you'll get four movies on either DVD or Blu-ray. Unless you sign up for both. Well, now, how much is this fantasy of horror? The DVDs are $19.99 a month. The Blu-rays are $24.99 a month. Pretty much a deal right there. Oh, and tell them Larry Greenstein sent you from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Horrorpack.com. It's what everyone is dying for. <laughs> this is one of those things we're going to have to YouTube after we cue music. Uh, well, no, because then I'm going to do Neil's other book. Well, don't spoilers. It's a lead in. No, it's not a spoilers. No, it's not spoilers. I haven't done anything from the book. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Joe recommends you put on your headphones now to listen to. Hey everybody, and welcome to another Team Rally the Podcast. This week we talk about sadness, pain, and government grief. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. We're just going to talk some other kind of bullshit. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Team Rally the Podcast. And if you can't sit back and relax, well, sit forwards and freak out, but still listen to the show. Alright, we'll see you at the end. Hubba hubba hubba. That was interesting. I'm sorry you didn't like them. Stupid parents, what we do here. Now I'm going to eat my bagel. If you must. So now what? Sit here and listen to you eat your bagel. Mmm, everything. Well, we kind of wanted to know, you know what constitutes everything. So it's, it's like lead filings and anthrax and... Anthrax the band or anthrax the poison? A bit of both. No. <laughs> everything. Hydrogen peroxide. I did have a kitchen sink bagel one time. It had actually even more yeah, stuff on it. I just dropped it in the kitchen sink. <laughs> Is that a lettuce? That's some cheese. Is that a sponge? Everything <laughs> mm, bagel. I think that's just raw flour. And now what? I don't know. Wait for you to finish your bagel. I'm not recording while you're eating your bagel. You are recording. <clears throat> not a bit. How hard does our edit? So, um, do you want to do Neil's books? What is this? What is what? I understand the purpose of this, this Anne Frank thing. She went and saw the play. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, website 
I might consider changing. Why? www.holocaust.georgia.com. <laughs> I understand what we're trying to get across here, but let's not talk about a Georgia Holocaust. Mm. We're not going to handle that well. <laughs> Anything that qualifies as a Holocaust happening here, we might just call it a Holocaust again. <laughs> Holocaust cost. You always put too much thought into it. A cost again? That doesn't roll off the top. Holocaust again. It's simple. A cost again. No, that's people getting accosted. <laughs> I didn't spit that out that time. You did. No. Just into the cup. No, it didn't go in the cup either. Backwash it, man. I'm ready. No, you're not. You're eating a bagel. No, I took two bites. I can wait. You still got a bagel and a half. I got more than bagel and a half. No. All right. Finish your half bagel. Finish half the bagel. I don't want to do this. Scruffy, just do it. Mm. Hey, y'all. We'll be right back right after this. Today's episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast, is brought to you by Mozzletop Zircon-encrusted Briss Shears. Want a blinged-out briss? Well then, these are the shears for you, bubbler. Oh, are these gorgeous. Covered handle to tip <laughs> with zircon dust, then the edge is razor-sharp zircon chips. You'll be the moil of the year with these hot schmeckle shears. Be a mensch and get yours today. If you act now, you get 20% off the tip. Yes, the interwebs. Yes. And you came up with an article that I had seen a couple of days prior. For all of you who really don't give a crap or watch just normal news and all you hear is bullshit and lies and fake news, um, get ready for some more bullshit. <laughs> so this is an Indian... I love this episode. Get ready for more bullshit. Get ready for some more bullshit. Episode 313. In India... A man is suing... Is it in India? Yes. I don't remember that. That's what it is. It's all all the articles I've seen about it is about this one guy in India. Because I thought the guy was like blonde or something. Nope. There's a picture I saw. He was kind of a... Douche? Yeah. Indians can be douches. <clears throat> okay. Uh, man sues his parents for giving birth to him without his consent. If you have Facebook, you've seen it. New vocab word for the day. Antinatalism. Okay. I don't know if he's gay. I said K. I know, but it's funnier the other way. Ah. If you need a quick primer on what it means, just ask Raphael Samuel. More than likely not his real name. What's the name he uses at the phone center? <laughs> a 27-year-old in, uh, man from India who is suing his parents based on just that philosophy. To wit, 
He doesn't think they had the right to force him to be born without his consent. Okay, let's let this sink in. I'm going to give you a, a three count. One, one and a half, three. That's right. I said he does not think they had the right to force him to be born without his consent. Which apparently you needed writing. Apparently. So let me let that sink in again. The BBC notes that Samuel gets the moron. <laughs> gets seeming illogic behind the concept. After all, how can you ask someone who hasn't been born yet if they agree to be born? Or even want to be born for that matter. But his point is that since it was not our decision to be born, and that is in quotes, our parents should have to pony up the funds to take care of us for the rest of our lives. Basically what he's saying is, I'm a loser. I want to play video games and live in my mommy's basement and do nothing for the rest of my life on mom and dad's dime. There is an inherent flaw in that logic. Not really. I mean, yeah, a big one. The gaming store smelled like people who did that for well a while. His mom and dad are going to pass away before him. Yeah, and then they'll leave everything to him. But so he can still they won't sit have anything because he spent it all being a jackass. Per the Facebook page that he created to antinatalism. Oh, I'm I'm headed there now. <laughs> I got a comment. <laughs> Samuel says people bringing kids into a miserable world is akin to kidnapping and slavery and an act that strains the oh. Earth's resources per News 18. Well, I'm not sure that. What's the guy's name? Raphael okay. Samuel. This group I found is run by Carl White. It has 2,000, 2.1,000 members and is now a closed group. Yes. Let's try this one. This one has 5.8 thousand members. This isn't a new thing that's been bugging Samuel either. He says he first felt the anti-natalism pull when he was five and he didn't want to go to school one day. He and his parents fought back and forth until finally he blurted out, why did you have me? The fact that his father had no answer got him to thinking. There's an antinatalist vegans group. Ooh, vegan antinatalists. Those are people who just it's deserve to be shot. It's a closed group, too. Yeah, because they're a bunch of whack job crazies. I shouldn't have been born. That's cruelty to animals. I think you're right. You shouldn't have been born because you're a fucking moron. The Times of India cites oh, a... here's one. The antinatalism public group. One member. <laughs> Uh, the yes. Times of India cites a now viral YouTube video in which he expands on his thoughts and why he's suing his mom and dad. Samuel tells the BBC that his parents, both attorneys, are pretty good-natured about this whole philosophy. The atheism, antinatalism, minimalism, veganism, automated communism platform. Twelve members. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, freedom of speech is dead. If we're going to keep having crap like this, because that means they're going to tell you what you can and cannot say. So let me get back to this order. Though when he told them he about his plans to sue them, his mom replied, that's fine, but don't expect me to go easy on you. I will destroy you in court. <laughs> he also concedes he's not even unhappy with his life. It's just that he wishes he'd had the choice 
whether to have one or not. And there you go. That's all it's going to give me. Oh, here's the guy, by the Procreation way. Procreation is the root of all suffering. Uh, yes, because there wouldn't be suffering if people weren't created. Because there'd be no one here. I kind of like that one, though. That's the guy? Yeah, with the fake beard and sunglasses. Fake beard yeah. Oh, how about this one? Woman sues candy maker for its sugar-filled jelly beans. Wait, what? Woman sues candy maker for its sugar-filled jelly beans. Because there's too much sugar in their jelly beans? Apparently. There is a lot of these anti-natalism groups with one, five. This one's got 213 members. This overseas is 36 members on this one, five on this one, 11 here, four on this one, one. A one-star review for an overfed betta fish nets a million-dollar lawsuit. What? Woman, 83, sues Apple after walking into a glass door. Because she's looking at her phone. More than likely. That one I'm going to actually click on, just because I love listening to Apple get it in the ass. Apple, okay, this is a quote. Apple wants to be cool and modern with its nifty glass front doors, says the indignant lawyer for an 83-year-old woman who was foiled by these very doors. But they have to realize that elderly generation are their customers too. Evelyn Passwall... Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> the octogenarian in question broke her nose after failing to see a door at the Long Island Apple Store and walking right into it. She's now suing for a million dollars. Apple has to appreciate the danger that this high-tech modern architecture poses to people. Glass. Also wants to put a war- wants Apple to put warning marks on their glass doors. Uh, the Post notes that there were white warning strips on the glass Friday. They may not have been there in December. My client is an octogenarian. She sees well, but she did not see any glass, which means she did not see well. So she legitimately ran into the doors, and now they're suing over it. Yep. Because she wasn't paying attention. Yep. So there you go. So okay. that, 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 so that leads us to a discussion on that anti stupid people. That anti natalism thing is just like when I think, I think they should, the court should say, okay, we, we find in your favor and kill him. No, no, we find in your favor. Here's your gun and one bullet. There's the room. Take care of it. And if you're like, well, well I don't want to do that, it, it, that's your, that's you have proven just, your case that you were born without your consent. Rectify the problem. Yeah. So you now have to be dead. You get one bullet, one gun. You have a choice now. Yeah. Rectify the problem. If there's a problem. If there's not a problem, shut up. If there's not a problem, you get to pay all the court fees. Because that's what he's saying. He's like, I didn't choose to be born, so I should be a burden to my parents. Because it was their choice. Well, and in that way, it's also, I didn't choose to be born, so I get to be a burden to the state. So basically what we do is we give the parents a choice. Well, you can support him for the rest of his life, or you can take care of it. No, because that would be murder. No. No, it's rectifying an issue. I like mine better. You hand him a gun with one bullet, you put him in a room and say, finish. No, I think it would uh, be brown trousers time if they gave the choice up to somebody else. Yeah, probably. Well, you you did a bad thing. You brought this kid into the world without his consent. Yeah, I like that. Well, you caused the problem by fucking, so... We're going to... No, we're going to allow you to correct the problem. Yeah. Oh, we're allowed to correct the problem? Yeah. 
Yeah, but most parents are going to be like, oh, we're allowed to collect, correct the problem. You're moving out, and we're not going to support you. No. But then that just puts him on everybody else's No, the problem ass. he has is that he was born without consent. Right. So, to correct the problem, we unborn him. We unborn him. So, how do we Benjamin button it? <laughs> I mean, However they so choose. Yes. That's the, the best idea for it. Of course, that would never happen because nobody in this world has got the nuts to do something like that. And so. then have, have the judge say, and the court's recommendation is to slowly poison him over the course of the next year. Of course, of the next, yeah, the next year. So every time they bring him his food down that he's demanded that they pay for, he has to make a choice. Yeah, I can eat what they're bringing me or I can go get a job and go get some other food. Go get some other food. We have supplied you with plenty of food. Yes. And all the antifreeze he can drink. But this is the next thing because remember in the 80s was the big I'm suing my parents because I don't want to be their kid anymore. Oh, the irreconcilable differences thing. Yeah. Uh, who did it first? Was it Macaulay Culkin? Um, well, some, the, the movie, some child star the, did it first and well, that's what the really The movie was with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And that was like 84-ish, yeah. 85-ish, where she was suing her parents for divorce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. I want to divorce my parents. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing for a little while there. Everybody wanted to divorce their parents. If I remember correctly, one of the stories was the person, quote, divorced their parents. And, and I'm saying this with a funny grin on my face because I'm sick. And I don't mean physically, I mean mentally. I think the kid ended up like dying on the street. And the parents were like, oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. The court went, the kid won the case. He won it out. He got out. He's not a ward of the state at that point. So, and then the parents tried to sue the state or some stupid shit. The state went, nope. Here's a big, here's a big bag of dicks. Enjoy. I agree though. You know what? Yo, you didn't want to be born? Actually, you can go both ways is what how it is. Here's your gun. Here's your bullet. There's the room. It's soundproof. We're closing the door. You're going to be staying in there until one way or the other, the problem has been rectified. And when it's done, we hit a button, the floor drops out and swings back shut. <laughs> whether you whether you die of starvation or the way you want to do it. Well, no, it's, 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 it's an issue. It's like... You have you have a problem. It's stupid. You're suing because you want somebody else. Yeah, to take care of ba- you, yeah. to take care of you because you didn't choose to be born. Right. Well, it's, nobody chose to be born. No, it's like all these wealth. It's like all these welfare people. You have the choice to be on welfare or not. Uh, and then the government allows you to stay on it too long. They should be like, okay, you had a, you've had a rough patch. You get a year. That means you have an entire year. To get your life situated and ordered and get a new job so that you can pay your own bills and everything. After that year, you're fucked. That would cure welfare and, and unemployment incredibly fast. Because the lazy bastards that are just sitting at home with their thumb in their ass and their and their Budweiser in their hand would be like, wait, what? I've only got two more months of this? Uh, it'll be okay. They, it, two months comes and they're living on the street. And then you're like, 
oh, we don't allow bums in this nation anymore. So you got two choices. India well, now, or death. <clears throat> if there was something you know that happened, you know, government passed a rule and it was forcing everybody who wasn't in the workforce to get back into the workforce. Would there be jobs enough for everybody? Yes. I honestly think, so? think there would. Because we would have to start bringing, com- we'd have to bring companies back to this country. All those people that lost their jobs for GM and all that stuff and this, that, and the other because they all moved over to Mexico and they moved to Canada and other, and other countries. You'd have to, all those companies would have to pull back into this nation. Why? What? Why? For, for job purposes, for manufacturing purposes. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know how to, you know, do the same motion repetitively all day long. Yeah, but why would they have to move their, fact, their overseas factories back here? Just because there's more people in the workforce. Yeah, if they don't, then, you know, then the unemployment will never change. I mean, it'll get to a point where the market is saturated. That's all we can take. And then it'll stop. I know a lot of the illegal jobs, the legals will be pushed out of their job because we'll be like, no, no, you're, you're leaving now, Jose. Get out. It's like, why? This is my job. And I will kill you for this job. No. So, I mean, there's, there's plenty of people, if they made it and said you have to get a job, would either become farmers or something would happen. And I, I honestly think a lot of... You can't of, just become a farmer. You could go work on a farm. Well, yeah, but... All right, that's enough. So, uh, cue bad politics music. Between 1 and 158. 125. 125. Mistaken identities. That's the title of the area. Kind of like Mysteries of the Unexplained. This what? does the. Mysteries of the Unexplained! Yeah. <laughs> there are one, two, three, four, five little stories on here. But these are actual 100% real 
weird news. Over 500 bizarre but true stories that reveal weirdness. Weirdness everywhere! So, mistaken identities. Okay. In 1987, a 61-year-old retired Army sergeant shot a woman. He mistake, mistaked? Mistook for his estranged wife outside a church in Rochester, New York. I'm sorry about the other woman, he told police. I meant to kill my wife, but I forgot my glasses. That took a dark turn. It started with a dark turn. That's true. He did just randomly shoot a woman outside of a church. Who he thought was his ex-wife? That begs the question, was he trying to stalk his ex-wife? And his ex-wife was goes to that church? And he saw the first person that looked like his wife come out the door and shot her, or it was he just happened to be at that church and he just happened to see somebody that looked like his wife. Or maybe he just happened to. Eat. Oh yeah, that's why I'm carrying this gun. Blam. Or maybe he was just walking down the street and carries a gun on him and just hey, there's my ex-wife. I hate her. Let me put a bullet in her face. How dare you go to church? Blam. <laughs> how dare? How dare you be religious? A lot of questions going on. There, there. is a lot of questions going on in there, but it, it's a weird one. So, uh, probably best that Neil not read that. You might want to tear that page out. <laughs> no, I tear that page out. It'll be all depressed and shit. Yeah, I could just be walking down the street and somebody says, Hey, there's my ex wife and shoot me in the head, man. That would be that, bring me glasses. That'd be kind of funny. That's why you smoke weed, man. Just carry that glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the second story on the page. Mm-hmm. That's, of course, another little blurb. A Winchester, New York man, shot and killed his wife. Someone from Winchester shot and killed somebody? Westchester. Telling people that he had mistaken her for a woodchuck. So, now, this brings... this this I need to see the picture of that woman. This brings up so many pictures in my head. Me being the visual man that I am. Visual man, visual man. <laughs> Does that mean she's like two foot tall and extremely hairy with big buck teeth? And does she get scared of her own shadow and run back into the house? That's what Groundhog. Same difference. Or maybe he just thought he saw a five foot woodchuck. Be a big fucking woodchuck. I'd shoot it too. And at five feet, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck put chuck wood? Probably five times more than a regular one. Well, apparently, according to the what is supposed to be a tongue twister, a woodchuck would chuck all the wood if a woodchuck could chuck wood. So five times all the wood. Mm-hmm. That would be all, 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 all the wood. Mm-hmm. He'd finish all the wood, and they'd have to bring in more. You can't just bring in more. Yeah. If you chuck all the wood, you've chucked all the wood. You chuck all the wood in a pile, and you go get another pile. But it didn't say how much wood would a woodchuck chuck in that pile. It said how much wood would a woodchuck chuck, period, or question mark. And it's a woodchuck would, would chuck all the do, wood. Would it do the same amount, but five times as fast. All right, we'll go with that. There you go. I don't know why you asked if you already knew the answer. Well, I mean, I also want to know how many pecks of peppers that Peter Piper can pick. Not as many as Peter Parker. <laughs> Not as many as Peter Parker? Mm-hmm. Well, he does have that web advantage and the sticky hands. Uh, all right, so here's the third one. A man shot and killed his friend. Oh, this, is like, this is like a book of all Florida man-related stories. <laughs> No, this one took place in Wisconsin, and the last two were New York. A man shot and killed his friend Laurel Lang of La Crosse, Wisconsin, while hunting, telling police that he mistook Lang for a squirrel. 
squirrel. So, a squirrel? What, he's British already? Squirrel. 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 A little rap with fuzzy tail. Um, so that, I guess this Westchester, New York man and this guy from Wisconsin's got to hang out together a lot. Maybe and the guy was drink. Like, like all in camouflage and then was like hiding, As a squirrel? hiding behind a tree or something and just like part of his hat was sticking out and the guy saw a movement in the tree and thought, oh, blam. But he shot and killed his friend. If part of his hat was hanging out, then some of his head would be hanging out. If he just saw the back part of the guy's hat and shot it. Did the guy have a ponytail? Maybe. The guy saw movement in a tree and he shot at it. Not thinking. And blew the back of his friend's head off. I'm going to go with there was a lot of alcohol involved. Could be. Yeah, I'm going with that. You're looking. It is Wisconsin. The obvious explanation. Yeah, and there was, and cheese. It's a lot of beer and cheese. Hallucinatory properties of cheese. Well, when you have it in the quantities that they're eating it. Not that we play the stereotypes here. No, not at all. Never. Why would we do that? Hunting near Proctor, West Virginia, in 1988, a man killed Wanda Rogers, 14, when he mistook her for a groundhog. Are you sure these people aren't just fucking hanging out and just getting stoned? Are you sure this isn't the same story over and over again? It sounds like lazy writing to me. <laughs> it does sound like lazy. A uh, man stuck the woman for uh, groundhog. Thunk. Groundhog. A man mistook his friend for a squirrel. Wolf. Either these three people. mistook his nephew for a dung beetle. A dung beetle? You're hunting dung beetles, are you? Those are nasty little vermin. Well, they're nasty. <laughs> you see them in, like, mummy? Like, oh, yeah, he, those guys? They're scarabs. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> and finally, a 33-year-old Virginia Beach, Virginia man told police that he mistaken his mother-in-law mm-hmm. for a large raccoon. Because she was wearing a domino mask. <laughs> when he killed her in his garage with a hatchet. What? In 1981. I'm not done. This was actually one of the longer ones. He said that he hit her once. He realized it was his mother-in-law. And then he hit her again. I don't know. Snapped or something, he said. Oh, wait. There's still more on the other page. He was was later convicted of second-degree murder. During his trial, his wife testified out of loyalty... That she did it! What? <laughs> does that, does that no, mean she, she hated her mother as much as he did? No, it means that she was scared shitless of losing her husband and having to be out on her own. Or getting an axe to the head. Well, if he's convicted, she don't have to worry about that. Maybe. And he just said he did it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you think it's your mother-in-law as a raccoon, first of all, put the bottle of booze down. Second of all, you call out her name. And third of all, stop asking her to wear the mask at night. (laughs) No, it's like, hey, I think there's a raccoon in the garage. Hand me that hatchet. (laughs) 
This guy needs to be watched after, to <laughs> say the least. Oh, man. Forgetting the mother-in-law thing and the fact that he can't tell the difference between his mother-in-law and a raccoon. Large raccoon. I don't care how large the <laughs> raccoon is. His first instinct when confronted with a raccoon in the garage is to grab a hand axe. Apparently. Not a BB gun. Not a pellet gun. Not something that would keep Maybe. us safe distance away from the raccoon. Which has digits and can manipulate things. Like a gun. Yeah, like a gun. There you go. He thought he thought the raccoon had a gun. Yeah. So he got a hatchet. Yes. Thought he had his pellet or BB gun and See, got a hatchet and said, well, those aren't going to kill me, but this will kill him. So I'm going to confront a burglarizing varmint with a, with, with a, with a with, gun. With the mental capacity to pat heat <laughs> with a hand axe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go into melee. <laughs> Why don't you bring a with knife a, to a gunfight? With a rodent. <laughs> heavily armed. Well, we don't know about With heavily. a distance weapon. We don't know about heavily, but armed. Which means, A, he's getting an attack of opportunity. <laughs> go bust my dice out for this. And he's going to be able to hit you from range. True. Maybe. Well, he know. could roll a one and hit himself in the foot. Not likely. You can roll a one and hit your mother-in-law. <laughs> Raccoons are pretty dexterous. So. That, that's true. They can hang upside down and stuff. Mm-hmm. And be quite happy with it. What year was that? Um, 81. So, Rocky Raccoon wasn't a thing then. He could have been paranoid about the raccoon having a blaster. Or a tall tree friend. <laughs> well, at this point in time, it was Star Wars and Star Trek. So it could have had a phaser. I think Rocket existed, just not... In, car- in, in comic book form, but yeah. But not in the popular consciousness. So or maybe he was on acid. <laughs> yes. Maybe he was on acid. Just got finished reading all of his uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comics. So he, he just read a whole story arc around Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> or he was listening to the, the song Rocky Raccoon by the Beatles too much. And he heard that he had a six gun. Now, granted, he got shot in that mm-hmm. and went back to his room only to find Gideon's Bible. So maybe that's what the raccoon was stealing, Gideon's Bible. Not like you couldn't just get one free. And I mean, you have mail. completely ignoring the fact that there was never a raccoon. Well, yeah. But just, just say that you could just go around, open the garage door, and wait for him to leave. That would be my first instinct. Maybe grab a broom and go make some noise and shush him out the front door. Just saying. Well, well no. It as was opposed, in the, to, it was as in opposed to finding my hatchet, which was probably in the garage as well. So I have to search around for the hatchet first. Maybe he's an avid camper, so he keeps it, you know, he's got a mud room and he keeps his camping equipment. My thought is he, he had the hatchet somewhere inside, came into the garage, and immediately launched into an attack. On whatever he found. Well, maybe. Or maybe he just out and out killed his mother-in-law and then tried to blame it on the notion that, oh, I thought she was a raccoon because it's such a ridiculous story that no one would say he's he made that up. No, that's made up. All right, cue music. But yes, uh, cue uh, dead raccoon music.
Alright, there it was. This most recent episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. Number three and change. Some kind of bullshit. Whatever. So, for Chris, Marissa in parentheses, Harvey, and everybody else involved, i just like to say... Gerble, 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 bobble, bobble, feeble, foobble. I don't know what it means, but uh, somebody out there might. See you later! This is the most political we'll ever be, by the way, people. And it's not going to make it to the show. So I'm going to Hey everybody, Larry here from Achieving Reality, the podcast. So you've missed the last few episodes, have you? That's cool. We got you covered now. That's right, Achieving Reality, the podcast is now on Spotify. Nice, right? So now you can listen to us on Podbean, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and iTunes, and Spotify. We're growing and growing. I mean, wow. Follow us on Facebook and give us a listen on all of our new platforms and our old platforms. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Achieving Reality, the podcast. See you soon. Oh, congratulations, Amy Ashball. You'll probably never listen to this, but you and your boyfriend are tops on my list.